At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And we've got three tremendous hours coming up for you, unlike what we saw on Thursday Night Football. I'm going to give you guys a little bit on that, some of the takeaways that you can have with it. But that said, we are certainly going to turn the page and try to get away from that as quickly as humanly possible. As we're going to do so with an absolutely tremendous guest list. As here number number one, we're going to be getting a little bit of the Seattle sports fix, take a look at what we've got in terms of the ALDS and so much more with Joe Fan. He does terrific work over there at WinBet. We're going to be asking him about gauging game three of the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros. We're certainly going to be taking a look at this Seahawks game that is going to be coming up for this upcoming weekend. And on top of that, we are certainly going to be taking a look at just in general the ALDS that we're getting along with week six of the NFLs. We should be getting some better games this weekend than what we saw on Thursday, but we're going to be doing that. And then Robert Walker, he does great work over there at U.S. Bookmaking. He is going to be joining me in about 45 minutes. We're going to be asking about all the action that is coming in behind the counter. Take a look at some of the marquee college football games that are going to be coming up this weekend as well. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Our number two, ESPN's very own Mackenzie Kramer. He does a great job over there with... A little bit of everything in terms of ESPN Chalk and then the Daily Wager show that ESPN does. We're going to be asking him about some of his takeaways from Thursday Night Football. And on top of that, what we could take a look forward to for this week in the NFL. And then 
you got to get a little bit of a UFC fix in as well. And we're going to be doing that in our number three, Dan Sub. He does great work over at Action Network. We're going to be taking a look at this weekend's fights as this has really been a good fall in general for the UFC. Last few weeks have been tapering off a little bit, but week after week when you do get these marquee fights, they've always been delivering. So we're going to be talking to Dan about that and so much more. So we're all locked and loaded. And I think the biggest thing that we can take away from what we got in Thursday Night Football is that, well, you don't have to upgrade any teams that you see from a game, even though one team won and one team lost. It doesn't mean that the team that won needs to be upgraded, and I'm sure that many of you folks that are hearing this right now would be in agreement. Washington Commanders, they get the win by kind of 12-7 to in a game which Carson Wentz threw for 99 yards. Now, the good news for Carson Wentz is he didn't throw an interception just the second time this year, but <sighs> Washington Commanders won this game because there was a muff punt late in this one or else they would not have gotten that scoring opportunity Justin Fields, he did not look good towards back half of this one. In crunch time where they needed him to make a play, he clearly did not make a play. And I don't know about you, but I didn't know that Dante Pettis was still in the league until tonight. So there was that aspect of it. And for the Washington Commanders, if you're looking for one positive, if you're like a fantasy football owner, if you're someone that might be taking a look at some just general rushing props, Ryan Robinson, very solid game as we know. He suffered just that very, very unfortunate ordeal off the field. He goes 60 yards and a touchdown in this one, so that was very nice to see. And I do think that when it comes to these sorts of games, certainly if you're a casual fan and you don't have money on this, I would have probably recommended going Christmas shopping. I hear that Hulu has Huluween going on. So, yeah, this is not something that, that if you're a casual fan, this was... This was just bad. I wish I could put it any other way, but this was just really, really bad. And hard to believe that next week when we get the Saints and the Arizona Cardinals going on, that that is going to be a massive upgrade from what we've gotten these last two weeks in Thursday Night Football. This has been some absolutely grody football. But with that said, grody games like this, they can provide betting opportunities. And by that, I mean there are a whole bunch of unders that were able to cash in if you Dug the first half under, and you were able to cash in on that. That was very solid. Heck, I know that points bet actually paid out the under after the end of the first half if you took the full game of a 38, which that I find to be a little bit funny, but a little bit smart on their part because if you were able to get that, you were able to then put the money that you won for the under of 38, bet it in the second half. Not the world's worst strategy there. So honestly, I thought that that was smart, and if you thought that there was going to be a bad beat in this one, this would have been in just bad beat of bad beats in terms of NFL totals because this was just a really, really sad game in general. But I do think that it really says a lot about where we are in terms of the National Football League as another under cash in prime time. We've been seeing a lot of those this season as I believe now 12 and 5 are unders in prime time. And just on top of that, we saw it a lot this last season in the NFL, the 2021 season I'm referring to where you had games go right around 54.5% to the under. And if you take a look at things here in 2022, it just keeps getting magnified more and more as the unders this season are back up to 60%. It has been absolutely ridiculous what we've been seeing. And there just feels like there's that top tier of quarterbacks here. 
Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allens, you know what to expect there. You've got sort of, I think that this deserves to be a tier of its own. The aging quarterbacks like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, guys that they aren't turning the ball over. You can tell that they aren't what they were even like two to three years ago, but you know what? They are still guys that they're going to be able to give you a relatively solid effort. You know what to expect. You know that they're not going to make these mind-numbing turnovers like we've been seeing out of a lot of these guys, and then you've got a lot of bad. Like, I mean, Bailey Zappi is going to be taking the field for the New England Patriots. He is far from the worst quarterback that is going to be taking the field this Sunday, and if you would have put him in this game, he would have been the just better than Justin Fields for sure. He would have performed better than Carson Wentz as well. I mean, this is just really, really awful football, what we're seeing out of both of these teams. And both of these teams are laggards in divisions that, in my opinion, have been a little bit of surprises. Certainly the NFC East has been, as for Washington, with their record of 2-4, and four, they own 66.6% of the losses in this division. Meanwhile, for the Chicago Bears out in the NFC North, I mean, needless to say, and it's not necessarily the world's greatest division, but at the same time, the Detroit Lions, despite being 1-4, and four, they've been able to show some good fight. The Green Bay Packers, they've been unable to get it going with regards to the wide receiver core, but they're 3-2. and two. If I were to guess, I think that they make the postseason. The Vikings 4-1 and one is a little bit of fool's gold, and I do think that it is very important to see how some of these teams perform this weekend because I do feel like the big thing that I take away from the NFL right now is that the overall wins and losses that we've seen it is a case where some of these teams have had that be a product of the schedule, and these are not necessarily indicative of the teams themselves. And you want to be taking a look at how some of these teams win, how some of these teams lose, because I do think that it is very important. When you've got, I would still call it a small sample size. I know that when it comes to Major League Baseball, sort of when you hit that two-month mark, then you're able to call it not a small sample size. In the NFL, when it used to be 16 weeks, I would say... After week six, week seven, then you can really form opinions of these teams. For most of these teams, we've seen five games. At minimum, I would like to see at least one more game, if not two. We have an idea of what these teams are, but in terms of the actual record itself, I feel like it could be very misleading. Like right now, in terms of the worst records in the NFL, you've got the Carolina Panthers, who are tied with the Detroit Lions, the Las Vegas Raiders as well, the Houston Texans avoid the cell right now because they are 1-3-1, and one, so they're a little notch above these teams. And then you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at 1-4. and four. To lump in the Las Vegas Raiders with the Pittsburgh Steelers along with the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion, would be off base. The Las Vegas Raiders certainly have been far from the world's greatest team in the world, but you know what? If you're seeing a game between, let's say, because we've got it for... We had it for Monday Night Football a few days ago. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a relatively competitive game, and there were many people, including myself, that felt like the Kansas City Chiefs had a good chance of being able to cover that touchdown. But you know what? You were expecting the Las Vegas Raiders to be able to put up some points, give a relatively solid fight. Meanwhile, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you put them out there against the Kansas City Chiefs, they would be at minimum a 10-point underdog, and I think that they would be a bunch at they would be probably getting taken to the woodshed a little bit as well. And when it comes to a lot of these teams, I do think that the rubber is really going to be meeting the road because I'm referencing the Kansas City Chiefs right now. On Sunday, they are going to be having that big giant game against the Buffalo Bills. And the way that I take a look at the NFL right now is that you just don't have the sort of separation to where the Buffalo Bills should be on a neutral field 
right around about a five and a half to a six point favorite over everyone else in the AFC because I do think that these are the top two teams in that conference in the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And right now you're finding the Buffalo Bills as a road favorite in a lot of spots at a two and a half. I was seeing a few stray threes out there. Most of these are getting gobbled up as things go along and very rightfully so. I would say watch for this as things go along because I think that if you've got one of those very, very, very few remaining threes, which I think there might be one right now in the market, that is probably not going to be there on game day. One of those rare cases in which I do think that it's going to be a take on the number on the underdog. So I do think that that is worth watching, but I do think that it's going to be very important to be able to gauge quite a few of these teams and some of these, shall we say, step up games for a few of these bunches like the New York Jets. They're currently at three and two, another team that I feel like their record isn't necessarily indicative of how they played this season. They go on the road to play against the Green Bay Packers, a bunch that I do feel like three and two is actually very accurate for how they've been playing thus far this season. So that is going to be a lot of fun. And it is a lot of fun when it comes to this time of year as well, because come this time next week, the NBA season is going to be getting going. The NHL season has just gotten going. We've got MLB postseason baseball. We've got as well in about three and a half weeks, the college basketball season starting. So if we get another clunker of a Thursday night football game, have no fear because there are lots of options for you guys. And hey, if you just want to do some Christmas shopping as well, I've got family members that do Christmas shopping all 12 months out of the year. Some of these nights where we get something like the Commanders and the Bears, not the world's worst recommendation there, but always a great recommendation to get Joe Fan on the show. He does amazing work over at WinBet. We're going to be talking with him about the Seattle sports scene and take a look at some playoff baseball along with week six of the NFL next here on Decent Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VEASAN Pro betting guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategies and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, and so much more. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber and sign up now for just $99, and you get every access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl, and you're able to sign up at vsun.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsun, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by Joe Fan. He does terrific work over at WinBet. He does a great job over there as one of their brand ambassadors. And Joe, I would typically say thank you so much for joining me, but I have to say condolences on the Seattle Mariners the last few days. It's been a tough couple of days for your boy. I was like, do I even want to come talk to Greg? Like, what are sports? Sports are just pain. I don't want to watch him. I'm like sitting in this circus sports book, like watching all these hockey games, the Kraken are playing. I was like, I can't even be bothered with sports. This is what we do. We put ourselves through this as betters, as fans. It's been tough. Well, the good news is you're not a fan <laughs> of the Commanders or the Chicago Bears. That is true. At the very least, the Seattle Mariners had their heart ripped out of them, but they played some solid baseball. Neither of those teams play very good football. So at the very least, you've got that going for you. But, man, I mean, the first two games of the ALDS, you can tell that the Seattle Mariners, they deserve to be here. You can tell that they're fighting really hard, but just one pitch to Jordan Alvarez in both games has completely costed them. And I don't know whether you take a look at that and you think that the team is going to be deflated game three or if it's a little bit hardening that they could stay out there with what I think is clearly the best team in the American League. Yeah, they're not going to roll over, and that's what this team's done all year, and last year even as well when they went all the way to game 162. I think that's what hurts the most as a Mariners fan is you look at both those games, and for most of those two games, you would say the Mariners were the better team. Uh, They were better. The starting pitching was better. Uh, for Seattle in both games. Luis Castillo was just absolutely lights out. Made two mistakes. The two lefties in the lineup. Really, it wasn't even a mistake. That ball was off the plate to Jordan, and he goes o- over the left field fence into the Crawford boxes. Makes one mistake to Kyle Tucker, a sinker that caught the low lower middle half of the plate, um, and he sends it over the right field fence. That was it. Um, Logan Gilbert was admirable in game one. They chased Justin Verlander before the fifth inning. Um, and then and today, uh, it felt like there was just an unlucky day couple of strike three calls that didn't go their way. Um, the bloop single that preceded uh, the Jordan home run. Left and the bases loaded. Left the bases loaded. In the ninth inning, they have the double play on a line drive that, you know, if that gets over the guy's head, it's a double second and third, nobody out with Julio coming up. So it, it felt like today there was a lot of, well, that's baseball, where it felt like on Tuesday 
it was a choke job that, that just hurts because that's not one you can give away on the road in Houston. Yep, and that's just what's so mind-numbing about postseason baseball as well because if game one is played during the regular season, I argue that the Seattle Mariners win that game because no way during the regular season do you ever even think about trotting Robbie Ray out of the bullpen. And in no. the postseason, you shouldn't be trotting out there, Robbie Ray. He had gotten blown up at his start two days ago. Someone who has been notable for giving up home runs on the road all season long. And I think that that's, to me, being someone that had the Seattle Mariners money line in game one. Fortunately, in game two, I had the Houston Astros. But I mean, being a money line better in game one, just one thing that made me tear whatever little hair I have on my head out is just... The fact that that decision was made because we see it from managers all the time. They go with their starters out of the bullpen, and it just seems like, other than Patrick Corbett a few years ago, it comes up snake eyes every time. Yeah, it's brutal because you expect him to be a power left-handed arm, so you think maybe he's going to have some some extra juice coming out of the bullpen as a, as a full-effort pitcher. And it wasn't there. He was throwing 94-mile-an-hour fastballs. So the decision was bad. You didn't get what you were hoping for out of him. And for me... You make a mistake the first pitch. You throw him a fastball at center cut. He fouls it off. Gets a really good hack on it. He's right on it. And so to me, the pitch has to be six inches to 12 inches off the plate. You throw your slider. It's down and away to where if he chases, great. If he doesn't, no big deal. But you throw them a second consecutive center cut fastball at 94. That's BP to Jordan Alvarez. And you send it to the moon predictably. What's crazy about this team is all season long, the Mariners had one of the best bullpens in all of baseball, and all of a sudden, Scott Service doesn't trust anybody other than Andres Munoz, who's now been overused. He's been ineffective in these first two games, the divisional round, um, and so it's tough. I think that's what's frustrating is one of the team's biggest strengths during the entire season has been uh, one of their biggest issues or the biggest issue for them uh, so far in the postseason. Yep, I was about to bring up the same thing because guys like, Eric Swanson, Penn Murphy, guys that they're not household names, but they've been able to do Boyd a solid was, job. Matt Boyd was, was nails down the stretch. And he's a guy that could give you multiple innings, being a former starter. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. I think Scott gets nervous, and I guess as managers do, you don't want to make the wrong decision, and you so you want to go to your horses. You want to go to your horses, but um, you can see fatigue's playing an issue with Munoz. The velocity's there, but the movement's not. The command's not. The location isn't. Seawald, I don't know if he's, he's hurt. Or isn't right, but he was tough going down the stretch. Yeah. The fact that you haven't leaned on any of your other guys outside of in game one, I guess it was uh, it was Matt Brash um, filling in for for Gilbert. Um, it's tough because there are arms there that, that you would like to to think they could lean on a bit more. Yeah, but I do like Matt Brash ever since they have sent him to the bullpen after he actually began the season as a starter. He's been able to do a very solid job for the team. Sands, if you had the Mariners in that game where they blew the nine-run lead against the Kansas City Royals, which is still one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. But that does set up what we're going to be seeing in Game 3. That is going to be on Saturday between George Kirby, Lance McCullers Jr. And right now, darn near everyone has this game as a pick -em. I think DraftKings has the Houston Astros as a very slight favorite, but total on this game is 7. And I think the biggest question mark that I have in this game is how does George Kirby come out? Because he was actually utilized out of the bullpen in game one of that wild card series. And he was able to do a very solid job on that front. And I always get a little bit curious there, but with George Kirby, the command has been absolutely tremendous. Sometimes he's a little bit too accurate. If you know what I mean, sometimes gives up the deep ball a little bit, but I love the way that he's been pitching and he's going up against someone that is the exact opposite. And Lance McCullers Jr. Gets a lot of swings and misses, but walks the world sometimes. So I do think that this is a fascinating game and one that, as you know, very well, 
It's going to be the first Seattle Mariners home playoff game since 2001. And your boy's going to be there. Nice. I'm flying out tomorrow morning. Uh, I've got an early flight. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday if they're able to win on Saturday. Hopefully they can do it. Uh, it'd be a shame. That's the shame of the five-game series. You're not guaranteed uh, two home playoff games. But, yeah, I think what, what makes you have confidence in George Kirby is while he is, I would say, sort of a strikeout pitcher, his strikeout numbers are good, but but he's not this overpoweringly dominant type guy where you'd say a Matt Brash, where Matt Brash yeah. is trying to strike you out every bat. And so you're going to have, he's going to be wild. He's going to be erratic. He's going to throw a lot of pitches. He's going to walk guys. If the, if the command's not there, George Kirby's first and foremost, a strike thrower. And so even though it's going to be, you know, some nerves for him pitching in Seattle's first home playoff game in a do or die situation in 21 years, um, I have faith in him because he's a strike thrower. And so I think he's going to be okay. Yep, I do think so as well. I actually set the Seattle Mariners as a little bit of a favorite myself. And as you know, being someone from Seattle this time of year, it's going to be a pitcher-friendly ballpark conditions. A little bit colder. I do think that that is going to be help, help, help out George Kirby a little bit as well. A ball that might go out of the yard in June and July might be able to hold this time of year as well. And then when it comes to the MLB games that we're going to be seeing on Friday, a little bit befuddling that the MLB gave an off day to the ALDS in terms of Thursday, in terms of Wednesday, so now you've got a strange game too between Yankees and Cleveland Guardians for Friday. But that said, did you have anything in terms of the three games that we are going to be seeing on Friday? Yeah, I think you look at a lot of these teams and you say Cleveland are they going to be able to hit? Shane Bieber is going to give them a chance to win. He's been so good the last month of the season. The way he's been able to reinvent himself with the velocity dipping a couple of ticks this year has been really impressive. Um, but they just haven't been able to hit the baseball. I mean, luckily they didn't have to against the Rays because the Rays also couldn't hit the baseball. <laughs> uh, one run in what, 24 innings? Um, Pretty much. You know, I, I, this Dodgers-Padres series was the, the most in, in, entertaining series you anticipated going into these four. Um, I sort of like the Padres in this one. Um, Blake Snell is just a wild card because you could, ha you could see him chased in the second inning. You could also see him going six innings with one or two earned. Um, and I think what I like about Blank Snell is that he's been in this moment before. And so it's it's not like you're hoping to see a start out of him that he hasn't shown he can give you. And so we've seen him in the World Series stage be dominant. And so um, that should be a fun one. I lean Padres there. Um, and then no matter where the Braves go, I just, I'm always going to lean Braves because that lineup is just so, so deadly top to bottom. Yep, and I do think the big thing in terms of that Atlanta Braves versus Philadelphia Phillies game is who starts in terms of the total as well, because if Spencer Strider gives a start, we're seeing a mix of between seven and seven and a half. I would lean towards the seven and a half under personally. If you get Charlie Morton out there, I lean towards the over just because Charlie Morton, if you've been taking a look at him on the road, he's got north of a five ERA and has given up a whole bunch of bombs. And I think that that turns into a little bit of a scoring fest personally. Yeah, I agree with you. And Aaron Nola, you respect what he did um, in the wild card round as they pulled the upset uh, in St. Louis. Uh, he was tremendous, and well, he pitched game two, correct? Yes, he did. Um, so, yeah, you tip the cap there, but uh, I agree with you. If Morton's on the mound, I would lean over there because I, I I don't care what the matchup is, especially in the postseason. These good lineups, Houston, Atlanta, they make you grind for every single out. There's that extra layer of focus where they're not giving at-bats away. So you could have two outs, nobody on, and next thing you know, bloop and a blast, you give up two. So... Um, I, I also like the Braves, or the over there, sorry, if it's Morton. And we're going to be taking a look at a little NFL with Joe next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Now. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zygmunt Pouches. Zygmunt Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting, lasting change by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zin understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zin is going to be there for you. Check out Zin Nicotine Pouches at Zin.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Joe Fan, does terrific work over at WinBet. And, Joe, we've got ourselves a very interesting slate of games that is going to be coming up this weekend in the NFL. And, well, if there is any good news, I think that the bar has been set so low that none of these games could possibly be worse than what we saw in Thursday Night Football. So, they are going to be trading to something a little bit better. And you were talking about this with me a little bit out there. Just feels like a little bit of a week for underdogs. And I just take a look at the board. I lean towards a lot of underdogs. Can't do it on Monday night with the Denver Broncos. But really past that game, I think that you can make a case for darn near every underdog on the board. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of favorites who don't have any business being favorites, certainly by the numbers we're seeing. The Thursday night game was egregious. Two in a row last oh. week it was uh, Denver and the Colts. I didn't think it get worse than that. We might have gotten there um, with this one with uh, with Chicago and Washington. But yeah, I mean, run down the list. I'm not selling myself on Carolina, also not laying the 10 with the Rams. Uh, outside of that, Eileen Steelers getting eight and a half points at home against the Bucks, who had a chance to lose that game. If not for an egregious roughing the passer penalty, uh, the, or the, the Falcons get the ball back and have a chance to win that game in regulation with a touchdown. Um, you run down the list. Uh, Dolphins. I don't think the Vikings, again, they're, they're down to the third-string quarterback of the Dolphins. Vikings have been so bad and lucky to get the wins they've gotten. To me, that's too many points. Uh, the Jets as touchdown underdogs uh, in Green Bay. The Green Bay hasn't shown anything. The Packers haven't shown anything offensively or defensively to warrant being touchdown favorites, especially what we saw last week in London, what we saw the week before against the Patriots. The defense isn't as tough as we thought it was going to be, and Aaron Rodgers in that passing game looked broke. So we can continue down the list, but those are a couple that stick out to me right off the bat. Hey, I'm a native of the great state of Wisconsin, and I can tell you right now, especially with there currently being a hook on the Jets, I do think that getting 7.5 is pretty significant in this spot because I could see it being a touchdown game, but getting 7.5 with the Jets... And this is a Jets team that I feel like their three and two start is a little bit fraudulent. They should have lost that game against the Cleveland Browns. Let's call it what it is. But with the Jets, even though I'm not sold on the quarterback, I like what I'm seeing in terms of the progression of the defense just a little bit. And for the Green Bay Packers, I just don't think that they weren't laying this big of a number because the wide receiver core clearly is not on the same page with Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, I think there's just a level of competency with the Jets that we haven't seen from them in so many years. <laughs> and I think they fight for Robert Sala. And you've seen that in the late comebacks that they've had. I agree at, at three and two, sort of like the Giants at, at four and one, yet laying or getting five points as a home underdog against the Ravens. There are teams with winning records uh, in New York that are not getting the, the respect from the books and the betting community, and understandably so. That said, if, if Zach Wilson can avoid the big turnover, and even if you're going three out and punt, three and out and punting, forcing Aaron Rodgers to drive the full field, that defense has been okay. Um, and so I think if you can see the progression from young quarterback who makes big mistakes to game manager who doesn't make the big mistake. I think that's going to put you in a lot of positions to win football games if you're, if you're the New York Jets. Yep, I agree with you. And then there's another home underdog that I just don't think should be a home underdog. And 
That's your guys. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be at home against the Arizona Cardinals, and we're talking about competency slash incompetency, and Oof. Arizona just looks incompetent right now, and I'll be honest, I've been very, very impressed by Geno Smith. The defense is leaving a lot to be desired for the Seattle Seahawks. I think that you'd be in agreement with me on that front, and right now the betting market it is indicating that as well. A total that began at 47, now up to right around 50 and a half and 51. But when it comes to Seattle Seahawks, this is an offense that has been very, very surprisingly good. Even without Rashad Penny, you bring in Walker the third, and I do think that he's going to be able to do a nice job for this team. Meanwhile, for Arizona, I can't trust in this coaching staff at all. It still just boggles the mind that Steve Keim, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler Murray all got extensions this offseason. Yeah. Nothing they had done warranted those extensions. They were terrible down the stretch of last season. They blew a an, what felt like an insurmountable lead uh, in the NFC West. Ended up having to go the wild card route. They get absolutely obliterated by the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. And so then they get rewarded with millions and millions of dollars, including 250 for Kyler Murray. Just haven't seen it. And they're a mess. You see these games where the first half, they're a nightmare. And this the second half, they go into... You know, this unscripted Kyler Murray run around uh, and try to make something happen with without any sort of rhythm or tempo to the offense, that's not sustainable. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Seahawks should be the favorite. I think Vegas has this number wrong. Um, the offense has been tremendous. Geno Smith has made a ton of big-time throws. Early on, what you saw from Geno was I thought it was, okay, he's not going to make the big mistake, and he can take what's given to him. You saw in that Saints game, the throw rolling left, hitting Noah Fant on the sideline. That's Patrick Mahomes stuff. The two touchdown throws to Tyler Lockett, the one in the fourth quarter in the middle of the end zone, over two defenders, right over his shoulder. That's big-time stuff. And so, yeah, when you look at DVOA, the Cardinals are a mess. They rank 26th on offense, 26th on defense. The Seahawks, 10th overall. That's because their offense has been so good. Number one in football outsiders, DVOA metric. Their defense, 31st. Yeah. But the offense has been so good. With, that's amazing which, you know, to take them in the top 10 uh, in overall DVOA. Um, this has been a really fun and, and watchable team. I think that's the thing. It's like there's bad teams like the Seahawks, and then there's unwatchable teams like we saw on Thursday night uh, with Washington and Chicago. Speak about unwatchable teams. We both have a little bit of familiarity with Russell Wilson. He used to play at Wisconsin. <laughs> I got to see him for a year. You spent many years up in Seattle watching him. And, I mean, what does it say that Russell Wilson has gotten off to the start? Because we're seeing Geno Smith come in and have all this success. Are we maybe underrating a little bit the job that we were able to see from the coaching staff of the Seahawks? Or is this just a case in which Russell Wilson has just been a little bit banged up this year? Or what's going on here? Because it's just very befuddling what has happened this season. The issues with Russ... What we're seeing in Denver is exactly what we've seen the last few years in Seattle. And so it was a big question. Is it Russ? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the personnel? And now what you're seeing with Geno Smith, and I don't want to take away with what Geno's doing because he's been tremendous, but you see, okay, maybe Shane Waldron is a really good offensive coordinator. You see this stuff that's on time. You're able to, to use uh, the middle of the field where with Russell Wilson, it's the sidelines and the deep middle where the short and intermediate middle isn't really something that defense had to worry about, whether he couldn't see it or didn't feel comfortable throwing it. Everything with Russell Wilson felt like it was laborious. Nothing was on time or in rhythm. And then you, so you have these three and out, three and out, three and out. Then you have a three-play, 80-yard touchdown drive where it's explosive, explosive, explosive. But that's, that's the Russell Wilson game. That's what we've seen in Denver. You look at their, their touchdown drive late in the game against uh, Las Vegas. Couldn't move the ball, couldn't move the ball. And they hit a couple explosives that pop in the passing game. 
and they're able to score. That's not sustainable drive to drive when you're trying to accumulate first downs, convert on third down. Uh, and Geno Smith has just flatly done that better. And so it's really been a huge indictment on Russell Wilson, given how bad these first five weeks have been. We were always talking about letting Russ cook. In reality, we should be letting Geno cook, apparently, instead, because it is going significantly better there. And when it comes to just surprises in general, no doubt the Denver Broncos, they have been one to the negative. This has been one to the very positive, though. How about the Dallas Cowboys? I think everyone left them for dead after the Dak Prescott injury. You've seen Cooper Rush come in. He has been able to stabilize the ship and not just stabilize it. He's been able to really put it above water. Four straight wins for the Dallas Cowboys. They now find themselves at six and a half point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the way that I look at this game is it's a little bit correlated because the total is down to a 42. I feel like if the Dallas Cowboys have the most dominant, shall we say, core out there on the field, and that is their defense, they're able to keep this total under. They're able to cover the game, if not win it outright. For the Philadelphia Eagles, if they are able to get to this Dallas Cowboys defense, they're able to put up points. I see them being able to win this game because I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys can cover a game in which it's a high-scoring shootout. And at the same time, I think the Dallas Cowboys can win outright if they have their defense just completely maul the Philadelphia Eagles and allow Cooper Rush to just be that game manager. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised this line keeps moving in Philadelphia's direction given what we've seen from Dallas. I love that you mentioned the term game manager. I think that moniker gets a bad rap when... Most teams, I mean, you look at how bad the quarterback play is around the, the National Football League. It's so many teams would be desperate for a game manager yeah. because there's something to be said for being able to do your job. You don't take false starts. You don't take delay of games. You keep the offense moving. There's a rhythm to it. You take what the defense gives you without taking the egregious sack or making the big mistake when it comes to fumbling the football or turning the ball over with an interception and giving your opponent a short field. Three and outs are okay. If you're able to punt, make your opponent, it's hard to do, especially when you have a defense like Dallas has. There's no question, and Cooper Rush is the first person to say it, that defense is what powers that team. And yet when you have an offense that can do enough and not put the defense in bad spots, you've seen the run they've been able to go on. I like Dallas to cover this number on Sunday night. I do too. That's one that I'm going to be taking a look at for Circa Millions and always love having you in studio, Joe. Thank you so much. Always fun, Greg. Appreciate you, man. Always fun to have Joe Fan in studio and coming up next. Always nice to be able to get a look behind the counter. Robert Walker over at U.S. Bookmaking going to be joining me next here on VSIN Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props and so much more. Every week Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams. And your favorite players with Bet Rivers says it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Robert Walker. He does great work over at U.S. Bookmaking and a man that I know has been taking a lot of action on a lot of these games all week long. And Robert, it's a pleasure to have you aboard. Thank you. Appreciate it, Greg. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And we're going to hit college football here in a minute, but just wanted to get just a little bit of a behind the book look at how you guys handled Thursday night football tonight because let's call it what it is it was hyped up as being a pretty unwatchable game and it might have actually exceeded the hype because this was really really bad but how do you guys take the action in this one because typically the public likes to root on points typically the public likes favorites there was really no favorite in this one and there was really nothing I could find to take a look at the over on so what sort of action did you guys get yeah it was surprising Greg in a bad way we got under at we got under late and we were at 38 and it went to 38 and a half and we were buried at 38 under and and then we got a lot of washington money and i was i just couldn't believe it uh, at several of our properties and just no buyback we actually closed two and a half uh, at one of our properties so shows you how much washington play we got and one and a half at most of our other properties so it was a terrible outcome for us and uh you know it's a game that probably if it was played on sunday nobody bets it right but uh, because it's played tonight uh, but we've had a couple of stinkers. That Denver game last week was bad, and, oh. and this is as bad as – I guess the the upside is it's done. We don't have to worry about it on Sunday. Yep, exactly. And for anyone that didn't have money on the game, hopefully you enjoyed a nice dinner. <laughs> we were able to get in some, like, Halloween candy shopping or something like that because, yeah, really didn't miss much. But with that said, the college football slate for this weekend – 
it is significantly better than what we saw on Thursday Night Football. And what are some of the games in general that you've just gotten the most action on in general? Because, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are in the top 25 that are going to be doing battle with one another. It involves, like, the ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC. You're able to go down the line. Are there a couple games in particular that you've had the most action on thus far? Well, I mean, obviously Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, you still have the quarterback issues with Alabama, but I mean, Tennessee, what a, what a great position for them. And we actually, if this game was played right now, we have perfect two-way. We open at Alabama seven and a half, went down to seven, which I think is the consensus number. And, uh, but it's, I mean, if Tennessee's ever going to break through, it's, it, it's this Saturday. And I think it's going to be a great game. And, and the way Alabama's kind of skated through Texas and, and then last week, uh, very lucky to win as well. Um, I, I think we're going to get a lot of Tennessee money, especially if the QB doesn't play for Alabama. If he plays, it uh, might be a different ball game. But uh, that's the biggest game we have right now. The biggest decision we have, and you're never going to believe it, is Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and it, I guess it's not Buffalo. It's against Massachusetts, right? So uh, we're buried on that. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. We don't have one wager right now on University of Massachusetts. And uh, uh, I'm hoping that changes by Saturday. but. Uh, we're actually at 20 at one of our properties uh, on that game. There's 17s out there across the board. We're at 18. So um, that's that. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a game that lopsided this early. Uh, and once again, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, those kind of games in that conference. Yeah, that's just strange in general. And if this were a college basketball game, Buffalo and UMass, two solid mid-majors, you'd probably be getting <laughs> some people that would be willing to fire in on UMass. And then college football, though. UMass, it's relatively grody. I want to get your thoughts on this game, though, because this is the one that I think is the strangest one of the week. You've got Kansas versus Oklahoma, an Oklahoma program that let's call it what it is. This is not the Oklahoma Volt. It's not been too terrific. A Kansas bunch dealing with a little bit of injury at the quarterback spot, but still been putting up an almighty fight thus far this season. This line opened up in a lot of places right around Oklahoma, seven and a half, eight point favorites. This is a line that has gone up to nine, and I really don't know anyone that has taken Oklahoma in this spot. How have you guys been booking this game? Because there's always a lot of rumors of reverse line movement, and this is one of these games that it feels like falls sort of into that category. Yeah, it's uh, we're at we're at eight and a half, nine basically on the game, and uh, and really no straight bet action on it. It's almost all parlays, and it's very lopsided on Kansas, just as you said. So Kansas is getting a lot of play on the on the plus eight, eight and a half, plus nine, plus they're getting a lot of play on the money line at plus 260, plus 270. It, it, it would be hard, although I just said this a couple hours ago, uh, it would be hard for me to bet Washington. It would be hard for me to bet Oklahoma minus nine the way, or any number, really, the way they've looked. And Kansas is a very good team and could really be undefeated still. I mean, just a really good team and a really great story. So, uh, But, man, can you believe – I'm stunned by – uh, just how quickly Oklahoma's kind of fallen apart. I mean, good coach left, but my goodness, it's it's pretty shocking to me. Yeah, it is really shocking. And where Lincoln Riley went to, that would be USC. Was, they're in one of the bigger games that we're going to be seeing this weekend as well. And this is always a good case study, in my opinion, for how much do you value home field? Because I do feel like Utah has one of the best home field advantages in all of college football. You saw USC open up in a lot of spots right around a three to a three and a half point underdog. This is now pretty much three and a half across the board with the total going up. Have you guys been booking this game? Because USC, no doubt the bigger brand name, but at the same time, Utah, they do have that very distinct home field advantage. And, and a really good team. Uh, uh, this is one of the better matchups. I mean, obviously, uh, 
Penn State, Michigan is a great one too. But this is, a, I think, a phenomenal game. Uh, and right now they're betting the dog. I, it's kind of it, obviously not like Kansas has a nine point eight and a half point dog, but I think I, you know, if you had to flip a coin here, I think Southern Cal plus three and a half is a is a pretty decent number. Southern Cal is a good team. Uh, right now the ticket count for us is two to one, but not a lot of straight bets on these games. I'm looking. It's really amazing. Our biggest straight bet games this week are Buffalo and James Madison. And uh, and I don't know if that's shocking, actually, because, you know, they like to bet these off conferences. And, and this game is hard. This is a, this game. This line is kind of like a Super Bowl. I think you can make it three and a half, uh, Greg, walk away and then come back on Saturday. And you, I think you'd still be, you know, barring any injuries or anything like that, you'd still be OK. Yeah, I think that this is going to be an amazing game, and I think that that's going to be one of the bigger ones on the slate. And I'm sure that this is a big one for you because I know that your book over there at U.S. Bookmaking, you guys do a lot in the state of New Mexico, and you've got New Mexico and New New Mexico <laughs> State that's going down. A lot of places have this at a 6.5. I'm seeing a couple sevens pop up with New Mexico, the road team, being the favorite. How have you guys been booking this one? Because I have to think that the locals a little bit torn on this one. Uh, you know what? Uh, they actually come in with both hands and bet against these teams most of the year, especially New Mexico State. I mean, they're really in tune right now. They're on New Mexico, so I, I have to I have to believe that New Mexico is the right side, whether they cover or not. And we're at seven on the game. That's the right side because they I, they're they're very rarely wrong. In basketball, it was a nightmare last year because when they're good, they bet on them, and when they're bad, they bet on even more against them. And uh, it's pretty amazing how how uh, well they do on these teams even utep they seem to have a good feel on utep i guess these are go against teams by the way but yeah this is a big game for us and uh and, and the fact that they're playing each other is pretty exciting because i feel like you know we don't have two big decisions we're only going to have one this week absolutely and i i'm glad that you point out utep as well because utep typically plays against new mexico state in a lot of sports because they're actually pretty close to the border. So that's always an interesting matchup when I get it for college basketball. And then another game that I want to throw your way is Oklahoma State versus TCU. TCU opened up in a lot of spots right around a three-point favorite. Now they're up to a four-point favorite in a lot of spots. How have you guys been booking this game? Because I know you guys are somewhat close to that border of, of Texas and with Oklahoma State. They've been a relatively solid team this year and what I think has been a fascinating Big 12 to say the least because it's sort of been flipped outside of its head because we were mentioning that with the Kansas and and Oklahoma game. Exactly. Uh, you know, we opened at four, haven't moved at all, and uh, pretty good two-way. It kind of looks like the Alabama-Tennessee game a lot. Uh, if they played right now, we would be fine. We're getting a little bit of play on the over. Uh, we're actually at 69. I see some 68 and a halfs out there, but uh, and it opened 67 and a half, which is not a big move at that number, really. So, but it uh, looks like that's the way they want to bet it. Uh, you know, they don't really know. How, we're actually getting a lot of Alabama overplay as well. I mean, uh, Alabama's become a uh, team that I guess they want to bet over if they don't know if they're going to cover the spread or not. But this is a great game. I mean, like you said, it's just, it's, it, and there's, you know, you can keep going down the list. There's probably 15, 20 really good games this week, which is, which is really nice compared to some of these NFL games. Yep. And fortunately, we will not have to relive the Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. So. <laughs> Fortunately, we got that, and it's going to be a great Saturday. And, Robert, I know you're doing an absolutely amazing job booking all of this, staying up with everything that is happening. Always do appreciate the time. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Robert Walker does amazing work over there at U.S. Bookmaking. Always great to get him aboard, and always good to get you guys a little bit of a pro tip. You're able to get all of these by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And 
The pro tip for our number one, it goes in with Thursday Night Football. There are some games that are very, very bad. They're unsightly, and you know what? There is money to be made on these games. If you've got two really bad teams, sometimes the under is what you want to just take a look at. So don't be afraid to take unders if you think that it's going to be a very, very unwatchable and just bad game in general when it comes to totals and player props as well. And coming up in our number two, I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for this MLB Friday here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.